Hey, good morning. Remember me? <laughs> My name's Andy Stoddard. It's good to be back with you uh, for our daily reflections. I, I took a little pause for them for a season, but now I'm now I'm back. If you remember uh, where we were last time, we were in Acts. We're going to get back to Acts. Uh, don't worry, we're going to pick up where we were at Acts in just a, just a few days or so. But um, what I want to do today and uh, the next few days is um, I want to talk about my favorite chapter in the Bible. Um, my favorite chapter in the Bible is I had this I had this conversation with somebody. I may have shared this with you before, but um, I was asked by somebody a few years ago, Andy, if you could read one chapter of the Bible for the rest of your life only, what would it be? Notice, not he didn't say one book, but one chapter. If I can only pick one chapter out of the Bible to spend the rest of my life on, what would I choose? And I told him, I said, that's a, that's a great question. I've got to think about that for a minute. So let me go home tonight and think about that. So that's what I did. And I thought about all the great chapters in the Bible. I mean, Isaiah 43 is when you pass through the waters, you'll not drown. Pass the fires, I'll, I'll be with you. Now, the, the, the passages in Isaiah, the suffering servant passages, um, he was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our sins. Those are wonderful passages. John 3 is phenomenal. Um, so many great chapters. First Corinthians 13. I mean, the Bible's full of them. But as I thought about it, and I thought, if I can only read one chapter of the Bible for the rest of my life, what would it be? And for me, as I thought about it, if I could spend the rest of my life in one chapter, it would be Romans 8. I love Romans 8. Romans 8 is one of my favorite. It, it's probably my favorite chapter in all the Bible. I just love it. It says so much. It's so wonderful. And for me, it's where I'd spend the rest of my life if I could only read one chapter. So what I want to do for the next couple of days is walk us through Romans 8 together. And then we'll we'll get back to Acts uh, at that point. But uh, Romans 8, just a real quick background on Romans. Romans is an interesting book of the Bible. Um, Every other letter Paul wrote was very personal in nature. Um, churches are people that he knew. He knew Corinth. He knew Timothy. He knew Titus. These were people or churches he knew. Paul did not know Romans well. He did not know the church in Rome well. This is a church that he did not start, a church that he did not found. This is a church he was coming to. So what makes Romans such an interesting book of the Bible is that Romans is basically Paul's introductory letter. This is Paul telling the church, who he is. Uh, he's introducing himself. So that gives us this book of Romans, which is a very deep theological work. It's some of Paul's deepest writings. Somebody once said, this is, um, honestly, this is the, um, the, 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 the first book of theology, if you will, because Paul is teaching theology in this book. So anyway, Romans 8 is kind of the heart of it to me. So I want to read Romans 8. What I'm going to do is um, I'm going to read I said Romans 8. I'm going to cheat a little bit because we're actually going to read the beginning of Romans 7, and then we're going to read Romans 8. So I want to read to you Romans 8. Um, one, I'm going to read 1 through um, <clears throat> one through 8, and we're going to revisit this really more tomorrow. But uh, this is what it says in Romans 1, 1 through 8. I'm sorry, Romans 8, 1 through 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to deal with his sin, he condemns sin in the flesh, so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, 
but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the thing of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Okay, so Paul here is talking about being in the Spirit and being in the flesh, and that we please God by being in the Spirit. That's where our pleasing of God comes from, not necessarily through perfect perfection, but through being in the spirits. I want to, but I want to read why eight verse one is so significant. This is what Paul says in eight one. There's therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And this is two for the law of the spirit of spirit of life in Christ has set you free from the law of sin and death. Okay, there's now therefore no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. If you were in Christ, if you were in Christ. You're no longer condemned. There is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Your assurance and your salvation comes from Jesus, not from you, but from Jesus. But why this is so significant, that's where I said I'm going to cheat and go back to seven. I want to read through your verse, chapter seven, verses 14 through 25. This is so heartrending to me. Paul writes these words here. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh. Sold into slavery under sin. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree the law is good. But in fact, it's no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me, that is within my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self, but I see it in my members, another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So with my mind, I'm a slave to the law of God. With my flesh, I'm a slave to the law of sin. I love that section there because what Paul's saying is, man, the things I should not do are the very things I do. And the things that I should do are the very things that I do. Oh, wretched man. I love I can hear in Paul the pain. Oh, wretched man that I am. Goodness. I, I, I want to do the right thing. I want to serve God. I want to be obedient. But I keep messing up. I get it wrong. I fall. I sin. Man. And you can see in Paul, said, I'm at war within myself for the very things I should do. I don't do and the very things I shouldn't. I do are what I do. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who will save me from this body of death? And that's why verse one of chapter eight is so beautiful. There's therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. How many times have you felt like that, friends? How many times have you thought, man, I keep messing up. I keep getting it wrong. I keep doing too much. Surely this is the, t- the time God's done with me. Surely God's going to write me off now. Surely God is can't forgive me anymore. I've messed up. I've done too much. I've fallen. 
I've made mistakes. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. There's now, therefore, no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Friends, if you're in, if you're in Christ, you're forgiven. If you're in Christ, you're forgiven. You're forgiven and free. You're loved. Yeah, you're imperfect. Yeah, you've gotten it wrong. Yeah, you've messed up. Yeah, you, you, you've gotten it wrong. Yeah, I have too. <laughs> you know who else has? Paul has. A wretched man that I am. I'm at war within myself. But there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set you free from the law of sin and death. I love in our communion service how we confess our sins to each other. We confess uh, we have sinned, we've fallen short, we've not obeyed. And then forgiveness is pronounced and the preacher says to the congregation in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. And then the congregation says back to the preacher, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Friends, if you're watching this or listening to this, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ, you're not condemned, but you are free. You are loved. You're God's very own. A wretched man who will save me from this body of death. You know who will save you from this body of death? Jesus. Jesus. In Jesus' name, you are forgiven. So, friends, I hope today you know who you are in the eyes of God and that you're loved. So, thanks for being with us. It's good to be back with you. Uh, you know, if you're watching this on Facebook or website or social media, however you're watching it. Thanks for being with us. But we'll continue uh, tomorrow uh, in Romans 8, and then we'll get back to Acts after that. So thanks for being with us. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>